0: This is Cody's Restless Pursuit Podcast, the No Huddle Communication Code. Howdy! This is Cody's Restless Pursuit Podcast with the first No Huddle Communication Code. The No Huddle Communication Code is an extension to Cody's Restless Pursuit Podcast's Pursuit Drill. The Pursuit Drill is intended to learn from the experiences and lives of some outstanding coaches teachers, leaders, and mentors, while having conversations on life, leadership, and football. The No Huddle Communication Code is geared toward a briefer message from myself about aspects of life that I believe have helped form me as a man, leader, teacher, and coach. The name is a homage to the No Huddle offensive system I've developed based on a coded language to communicate plays on the field. Cody's Restless Pursuit podcast was created to help me in my restless pursuit of doing what is right, doing my best, and showing others I care. I pray this podcast may help you in your life's restless pursuits. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. shall have a new birth of freedom and that that government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth abraham lincoln november 19th 1863 gettysburg pennsylvania dad are we to the top of the hill yet almost what's waiting for us at the top the downhill I love going for family bike rides. My wife Molly and I load up the boys, Danny's four, Connor's two, in the bike carrier and go exploring. It's exercise, it's a time to relatively turn my mind off, reflect, and think. It's memories with my family. For the boys, they sit back in the trailer, enjoy the breeze, Yakima sunshine, and their fair share of goldfish, scooby snacks, and pretzels. For me, it's a workout. Pulling an additional 75 pounds make the trips even more of a challenge. Then, there are the hills. Pulling the boys up the hills is tough. I shift gears to help out, but sometimes I still have to stand up and pump away to get to the top. As I pump, the bike rocks from side to side, which causes the trailer to rock a little bit. Dad, I've told you a hundred times, I don't like it when you do that because my head hits the side of the trailer. I tell Danny that I'm sorry, but I've got to get to the top of the hill, and this is the only way that we can do it. Plus, he's got a helmet on, so the subtle taps against the trailer are more annoying for him than painful. It's happened so much that I started to think of something else to help keep their mind off the rocking. Something that our longtime parish priest has said every Easter season, for as long as I can remember, somehow popped in my head on one bike ride. After every Good Friday... There's an Easter Sunday. After the pain and suffering comes the glory. I love it, and I love Monsignor Ecker. So I started to teach them a new mantra while we're grinding up the hills. As I start pumping to get us to the top, I yell back to the boys, After every uphill, to which they reply, There's a downhill. Once I get to the top, I'm a bit tired and honestly relieved to have made it. The work is all worth it as I hear them laughing and giggling, enjoying the rush and speed of the downhill drop. They love it. It's pure joy, and they wish the whole bike ride was a downhill. But it's not. And neither is life. Personally, one of my life's greatest challenges is managing the highs and lows of life. When things are good, I'm good, but when things are bad, I'm bad. I'm an emotional roller coaster resulting in me being a tough person to be around. Those I love don't know whether to expect Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde. It's been hard on relationships. It's been tough on my career as a teacher and coach. It's caused me to feel like my own life is like riding a roller coaster. I wake up each day, strap into the coaster, and go along for the journey. Sometimes it's a slow, tough grind where I feel like I'm never going to make it to the top. Throw in that clicking sound of the chain pulling you to the top. Clank, 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 clank. Reminding you with each clank that you still got a long way to go. And it's only the beginning. And then sometimes it's an exciting rush. Exhilarating and joyful. With both hands in the air, screaming with endless happiness. And then sometimes the roller coaster is a little loop the loop with a little bit of a double corkscrew. My life being an emotional roller coaster crossed my mind on a recent bike ride. As we began an uphill trek, I shifted into a better gear, then just put my head down and pounded away. I wasn't thinking about anything else. Leg drive. Breathe. You can do it. Keep working. Focus. Keep those legs pumping. You're almost there. Finish. Wow. That was tough. Dad, are we to the top yet? Yes, son. After every uphill, there's a downhill. And down we go. We build speed with each turn of the wheels, breeze blowing. It's so easy coasting. There's no effort required. We're going so fast. This feels good. Enjoy this. You've earned it. Through all the highs and lows of my life, I've come to accept the concept of dualism. Dualism is defined as a doctrine that the universe is under the dominion of two opposing principles and the division of something conceptually into two opposed or contrasted aspects. For me, Learning to see the dichotomies in life has helped me to tackle the balance needed in my restless pursuit of the best version of myself. Discerning the delicate relationship between opposing forces has helped me to realize that accepting and regulating this complicated balance is important to live a healthy and productive life. And in a lot of ways, my bike ride adventures with all the hills has kind of been a metaphor for my 2020 and maybe yours too. There's been a lot of highs and lows and a lot of dueling forces at play. Personally, I experienced a shift in my career, moving out of administration and back to the classroom full time, which has resulted in a much more enjoyable experience in the classroom where I can share my enthusiasm for helping students with my deep love of history and working out and now math. This fall semester was one of the best in my entire career. However, it also came after one of the hardest semesters of my career, one in which an entire class of seniors, young adults, guys, and girls who I grew to love deeply, I never got to actually see graduate or say goodbye and good luck on their new adventures. It pains me to not have been able to send that class of 2020 off in a special way as that class was a full of incredibly special people. 2020 will also be remembered as the year where football didn't happen for me. For the first time in over 20 years, my fall did not consist of either playing football, coaching football, or radio broadcasting football from the sideline. It was really weird and uncomfortable, and I hated missing that special time with my players and coaches. But, I also got to spend some special time with my family that was typically allocated to the football season. We went to the San Juan Islands in search of orcas during fall salmon runs, something I never could have done during football. We did home improvement projects, time-consuming labor-intensive projects that would have taken too much time away from film study and game planning. The boys helped me dig up trees and move shrubs, and even build a shed to help make our new backyard more spacious and accommodating for the two rompers. 2020 was supposed to be the year of two epic Irish Catholic weddings in our family, but thanks to the pandemic, it resulted in two modified weddings for my brother and sister. Neither of them were what they had dreamt of, but they graciously adjusted their plans to accommodate for life in 2020, and we welcomed two incredibly awesome, loving, and welcoming people and families into our own. Yes, indeed, 2020 was a year of uphills and downhills. And there are countless more stories like this for how my life was impacted during 2020, and I'm sure you have your own too. Nonetheless, I'm thankful to still be employed, grateful to be able to eat well and work out and be healthy. I've been avoiding and fighting the coronavirus like the plague, pun intended. I'm fortunate that my son Danny was able to attend preschool in person, making new friends and learning from some excellent teachers, Yet for all these blessings, I know of friends, family, and loved ones who have not been as fortunate. I know people who lost jobs, got COVID, had family members get infected and die. And millions of our nation's future leaders, workers, and voters were forced into an even more incompetent, incomplete, disorganized, incoherent, and disappointing educational experience. Yes, 2020 has been a tough one, and its long-lasting effects politically socially, culturally, and economically are still yet to be known. Heck, the worst may still be yet to come. However, as a lover of history, I like to look to the past to help understand the present, or at least help relate to the present. This is not the first time in America's history that America has been divided politically. 2020 is not the first time in America's history that America has faced protests and violence and social disruption. This is not the first time in America's history that America has faced a global pandemic, resulting in millions of people affected. 2020 is not the first time in America's history that America has had a polarizing president. This is not the first time in America's history that America has faced economic challenges and increases in number of unemployed and underemployed. And this is not the first time in America's history that America has been this divisive. Yet, for how bad 2020 was in so many ways, it was still a lot better than 1777 and 1778 at George Washington's hellacious winter at Valley Forge. It was still a lot better than the South during Reconstruction, Jim Crow, Dred Scott, Separate but Equal, and pre-13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. It was still a lot better than Black Tuesday, the Great Depression, or even the recent Great Recession. I mean, unemployment during the Great Depression was at 25%, with an additional 25% underemployed, like the co-founder of General Motors, Chevrolet, and later Frigidaire, William Durant, who lost virtually everything in the crash of 1929 and then opened a bowling alley and fast food restaurant in Flint, Michigan, where he worked in person in the kitchen. Unemployment as of today is about 6%. 2020 is also a lot better than the millions who died during the great influenza that followed World War One, killing 50 million and affecting 500 million globally, about a third of the world's population at the time. Around 675,000 Americans perished to the Spanish flu. And America in 2020 was a lot better than the 1850s America of Bleeding Kansas, John Brown's Potawatomi Massacre, and his raid on Harper's Ferry and the Mountain Meadows Massacre. President James Buchanan's inept leadership in the years leading up to the Civil War resulted in a pretty divided America. And, let alone Abraham Lincoln's election in 1860, immediately resulted in the secession of seven American states even before he took office. I also feel it should be pointed out that Buchanan was a Democrat and Lincoln was the first Republican ever elected to the presidency. And, of course, America today is a much better place than America on November 19, 1863, when Lincoln delivered his Gettysburg Address to dedicate the battlefield cemetery, paying tribute to the Union soldiers who sacrificed their lives for Union and equality. Close to 50,000 casualties took place in the three days of fighting at Gettysburg from July 1st through July 3rd, 1863, and 620,000 Americans died during the most divisive time in America's history, America's Civil War. As I say this, I don't want to undermine the difficulties and tragedies that many have experienced during 2020. I merely want to remind you, and remind myself, that we as a nation have been here before. It is up to us, now, the living, as Lincoln said at Gettysburg, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work, which they who fought and sacrificed before us have so nobly advanced. We can never forget the expenses Americans of generations have spent to ensure that America today is better than it was yesterday. Let us embrace our Founders' belief in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, knowing that life, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness has many challenges and hills that will get in our way. While we've pedaled uphill, head down grinding and pumping through chaos, obstacles, and darkness this year, let us embrace what I'm looking forward to in 2021, a downhill cruise. Because, as Sun Tzu said, in the midst of chaos, there is opportunity. And the obstacle is the way. As supported by Ryan Holiday and his studies of Stoics who have thrived during adversity, controlling what they can control, their perceptions, actions, and will. And I'm pumped for 2021 because as Jocko Willink always says, know the darkness to see the light. For us who didn't experience the revolution, the civil war, world wars, and some of the darkest times in American history, 2020 may have been the darkest in our lives. And now that we know what the darkness is like, we can see and appreciate that light the light that I believe 2021 will bring. Yes, there were some highs and lows of 2020, maybe even more uphill climbs than downhills. And there were many opposing forces at play in the lives of all Americans. But let the words that Abraham Lincoln spoke during America's lowest and darkest time guide us as Americans going into 2021. Whether you're Democrat or Republican, black or white, rich or poor, Regardless of where you live, California, Texas, Washington, Montana, New Jersey, Wyoming, regardless, 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 we are Americans, and it is in our DNA to not back down from a fight, to work hard, to make each other stronger, to not ask what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, and to never, ever quit. It is up to us, you and me, to make 2021 better than 2020. So, like Monsignor Ecker says every spring, after every good Friday, there is an Easter Sunday. And after every difficult uphill climb on the bike, is the rush of the downhill cruise. May 2020 and all that it was launch us into what 2021 will be. Until next time, I want to thank you for joining me in the restless pursuit of doing what is right, doing our best, and showing others we care.